Hello, good evening, good evening, everybody, to both my audience on Facebook Live and on Instagram Live. Welcome, 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 and to my listeners that are going to be listening on um, all of the podcasts that um, you can listen, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whichever you prefer. I thank you guys for tuning in for another live segment of Imperfectly Perfect Live. I'm so grateful for everything that God has been doing in my life. And I pray that God has been doing some marvelous things in your lives and that he's proven himself to be faithful, proven himself to be a deliverer, proven himself to be just everything that you need. So I'm grateful again to be here. Um, so just bring forth everything that God shared with me is not coming from a place of judgment. It's not coming from a place of that. I know everything because I don't at all. And I'm just God being used, um, for God's glory, just to be a blessing and just sharing, sharing with you the wisdom and the knowledge that God has given me concerning, um, whatever it is that God had laid on my heart. So, um, with that being said, let's pray. I'm going to review, as we always do, we review over the last topic and just talk about uh, some things that we have going on with the organization. If you're not familiar with um, Imperfectly Perfect, and um, then we're going to get into tonight's podcast. So dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, God, for your love. I thank you, God, for your presence, God. I thank you, God, for saturating this place, not only here, God, but saturating, God, the homes of the people all over the world all over the world, God, touch their hearts in a special way in the name of Jesus, to be able to hear from you, Father God, to be able to receive that, Father God, and experience, God, your glory, God, and the splendor, God, of who you are. God, I thank you, Father God, that if it wasn't for you, God, where would I be? If it wasn't for you, God, where would we all be, God? God, this is all about you, God. So as you use me tonight, Father, I thank you, God, that you will move through me, God, and every word God has spoken out of my mouth, God, be from you in the mighty name of Jesus. So Holy Spirit, I thank you. I give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Hello, hello again to everybody who's just tuning in to Facebook Live and Instagram. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So let's um, do a quick review over uh, what we talked about uh, last time. And while I pull out my notes for uh, last, last, the last topic, um, let's talk about what we did last week. We had a special guest, a special guest who was just happened to be my cousin. And, um, she was the highlight Fatima Farmer. She was the highlight of November, um, 2020. And for those of you that don't know about the highlight it's um, honoring a man or woman of God who, um, truly perseveres beyond their imperfections and they just doing great things to help advance the, advance the kingdom of God. And so I interviewed her last week. If you didn't get a chance to watch that interview, just some mighty things that she's doing, helping the um, homeless women and just helping, helping them be whole and uh, bringing forth healing, um, through the body, through God, of course. And, um, just, starting a nonprofit and she's just does so many amazing things. So make sure you go to I am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page and you can uh, look at last week's podcast and also you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and other channels as well. Um, so that's what we did last week. But the last time that I was before you in teaching, um, our topic was, are you stuck? Our topic was, are you stuck? And it's funny because I was like, okay, God, like how the two connections of our topic, which I'll get to in a second, correlate. 
is that are you stuck because God has us to stop and reflect whether or not we are stuck. If there's anything that's blocking us, it's um, getting in the way from us fulfilling our God-given purpose. So just a few things, because um, it was six reasons. I know, I think it was eight reasons um, why we are stuck. And one of them is getting in your own way. You get in your own way. It's like you're self-sabotaging yourself. Another reason is that you're afraid of success. Like you're afraid of what will happen if um, God prosper you. What will happen if your company um, goal is successful? And another thing is afraid of what's next. Like you, you're afraid of oh my gosh, of the uncertainty of the unknown. Afraid of what what God has in store for you um, in the future. So those are just a few things. And then we went over what gear are you in and god allowed me to use the example of a car and how there are different gears in a car so the one um park being in park are you stuck are you not going anywhere a reverse are you going back on um, backwards instead of moving forward neutral are you comfortable with being right where you are and then using everybody else to help push you through and then lastly um talking about drive that's when you allow the god to be in the driver's seat and truly take control over your life so that is just that was such a powerful and i'm just saying it because i did it but it was a blessing to me when god down loaded that information to me. So um, I encourage you to go back on uh, the page that I mentioned. I am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page. And you can uh, watch that uh, podcast and it's called, called Are You Stuck? Are You Stuck? So um, for but for tonight, our topic, me one moment, our topic tonight is realign. Our topic is realign. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And huh, when God like downloads in my spirit, it makes perfect sense that our previous topic um, was, are you stuck? Because now that we understand like that a lot of us have been stuck, a lot of us have been in a place of being uh, in part or being in reverse or being neutral and allowing people to push us through. Now God is saying, now that you're aware of your status, now it's time to realign. Now that you are aware that you were stuck in a position that you were stuck in in a certain season, now it is time to realign. So let's break down this word realign. And first um, definition I want to point out is align because in order in order to uh, realign, you must know what align means. So align is come together in agreement or alliance to come together in agreement or alliance. And we're talking about realigning with God. We're not talking about realigning with people. We're not talking about realigning with materialistic things. No, we're talking about realigning with God and our in this perfect will that he has for our lives. So we're talking about align. Align means to come together in agreement or alignment, alliance, meaning that we need to be in agreement with what God is doing in our lives, agreement with whatever God is leading us to do without hesitation, without a second thought. No, whatever God is leading us to do, we agree with it. Why? Because if he is Lord over our lives, if we have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then we trust him with our life. We trust him with our life and we trust him with every decision and every instruction that he gives us, that he gives us. So align. The other, so we're talking about realign and I'm breaking it down for a reason and then we'll put it together. So re, we know that re is a prefix 
and anytime you see re it can mean again anew so we're talking about um realign so it's like again coming together in agreement make coming together make, making things new because it already happened you are already when you accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior you had already made the decision to be in alignment with god but somehow some form of fashion like we talked about before being stuck you got into a position of being out of alignment because somewhere some somehow you allowed yourself to get off of that path to allow yourself to get off of the straight and narrow path that god is leading you to be on so re again new so what does realign altogether mean it means change or restore to a different or formal position or state change or restore to a different or formal position or state so God is saying like, okay, you were, you were in that position, but you allowed yourself to be distracted. You allowed yourself to compromise, get ahead of myself, but it's all right. Allow yourself to compromise, allow yourself to start dibbling, dabbling things that is not a part of his will. But the wonderful thing about God is that he gives us a chance to get it right. As long as we still have breath in our body, God says you still have a chance to realign and get back on that straight and narrow path. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So what I wanna talk about, and God just shared with me straight to the point, this topic straight to the point tonight, but that's all right, God moves in different ways. And I know sometimes I can go on a tangent, but God is like, okay, these are the points and that's we running with. So what we need to talk about is, signs that you are out of alignment with God. Because you're talking about realign, we established that in order to realign, we have to change or restore to, to the position of agreement with God. So how will you know that you're not in alignment? Because sometimes we can be huh, so blinded by what's happening in our lives that we don't even recognize they were not in alignment with God, that we're not in right standing with him, that what we're doing, that we think is quote unquote pleasing God is actually not good at all. He's looking at us like, I didn't give you that instruction. I didn't tell you to go that way. I didn't tell you to move to the state. I didn't tell you to take that job. I didn't tell you to go to the school. I didn't tell you to get into that relationship. But yet, we just somehow just like believe that it's, that it's okay. We believe and just find ourselves huh, going to God after the fact saying, Lord, bless this. Bless this mess that, I'm, that I put my own self in that I did not even seek you about. But yet, God, I want you to bless this relationship. Even though I didn't seek you first, the kingdom of God and your righteousness and all these things will be added unto me. Even though I didn't seek you first, God, I ask that you bless this even though you didn't tell me that this is my husband or this is my wife. These are the things that have caused us to be out of alignment with God. So let's talk about some signs that, sh that will show you that you are out of alignment with him. Four things that I have tonight. Number one, you're not focused. You're not focused. 
And somebody like, I am focused. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Da, 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 da. Okay, Martha. You probably like, who's Martha? Martha is, and nobody, I don't have time to go over right now, but Martha, I've used this example. It's one of my favorite, favorite stories because it's so, it's so good in so many ways. That Martha is the one that, you know, just because she thinks she's in the kitchen and she's cooking up meals for everybody and being the busybody, that she thinks that she is fulfilling her purpose or she thinks that she's pleasing Jesus. But all the while, her sister Mary is at Jesus' feet doing what was expected, doing what was honorable in that moment. Not saying there's anything wrong with serving, not saying there's anything wrong with serving in that capacity. However, that was the wrong timing and it was the wrong thing to do in that moment. But Mary, but Martha didn't re- did not recognize that. Why? Because she was she was so stuck in like, okay, I'm gonna do this, da, 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 da. got her hands in all of the things, got her hands in all of the pots. But she because she was focused on the wrong thing. Because not being focused, because you're saying I am focused, but you're focused on the wrong thing. So it's the same thing as not being focused. If you are not focused on what God is telling you to um to concentrate on in this season, then you're not focused. You're not focused. So we have to be aware that we are staying in tune what God's instructions are for us in our current season so that we don't get out of alignment because one one wrong decision can cause us to make a bad turn. It causes us to make a bad turn and then it might take a while for us to get back on that path. So we got to be careful of the decision, decisions that we make. So let's go to Philippians chapter 3, verse 15 through 21. I'm going to read from the Message Bible. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 3, verse 15 through 21 from the Message Bible. Hi, Lavelle. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Mom, for posting these notes up here. So Philippians 3. Verse uh, 15 through 21 in the Message Bible, it says, so let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on on the right track, let's stay on it. Stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running the same course, headed for the same goal. There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, and trying to get you to go along with them. I've warned you of them many times. Sadly, I'm having to do it again. All they want is easy street. They hate Christ's cross, but easy street is a dead end street. Those who live there make their bellies their gods. Belches are their praise. All they can think of is their appetites. My God. But there's far more to life for us. We're citizens of high heaven. We're waiting the arrival of the Savior, the Master, Jesus Christ, who will transform our earthly bodies, earthly bodies, excuse me, into glorious bodies like his own. He'll make us beautiful and whole with the same powerful skill by which he is putting everything as it should be under and around him. My God, 
that is like so good. I said, wow, God. He's like, we need to be focused. And it's like, if we're having trouble focusing, if we're having trouble getting our mind back on him, he said, I'll help you. I'll help you. He says, I'll clear your blurred vision. He'll take the scales of our eyes. A lot of times when we don't seek God for help, we don't seek God for understanding or details. We find ourselves trying to make it on our own, trying to do things on our own. So you're not focused. That's one of the signs. So that's telling us that we need to be focused. In order to be in alignment with God, we have to stay focused. Let's go to the next one. We're talking about signs that you are out of alignment with God. Signs of signs that you are out of alignment with God. Number two, compromise. If you find yourself compromising, doing things that you know are out of God's will. See, I'm not talking to I'm not talking to the unbeliever right now. I'm talking to those that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But you, because sometimes, thank you, Holy Spirit. Sometimes we think that just because we're still in church, just because we're still going to church on every Sunday and, you know, attending Bible study and now virtual, attending all these services, that you are not in a backslidden state. But if your heart is not right with God, if you're not in alignment with him, then sorry to tell you, you are in a backslidden state. If your focus is on other things and not on what God is leading you to do, if you're torn and you're torn between serving God and serving the enemy, then you're not in alignment with him. So we have to we have to understand that you can be in the church faithfully, quote unquote. But if your heart is not faithful to God, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So compromising, finding yourself compromising. Hmm. Start compromising the way you dress. Start compromising. Oh, okay. It's okay. And I, I have to say this. And I'm only saying it because I it's, it's been on my heart so heavy. And it's something I'll speak from not a judgmental place, from a place because I've done it. I have done it. I am seeing so much of those that are believers who, if they did not say it out of their mouths that they were saved, you would not know. You would not know it. Why? Because of their actions. Because the word of God says you will know them by their fruits. Their fruit is their character, their behavior, what they say down their mouths, what they, uh, how they treat people. You will know them by their fruit. It should be that when, and these are celebrities, non-celebrities that I see, very, people that are very influential, that are supposed to be, you know, set apart for Christ. They cussing as if they not. They drinking and smoking as if they're not believers. 
they stealing, they doing, they um gossiping, doing all because it's not just about the the uh the um the drink drinking and the smoking and the cussing. No, it's backbiting, it's slandering. There is so many things. And sometimes we don't shed light on those things and think that we're all on the up and up. But God is saying, no, we got to get right. We got to get right. We got to get back into alignment because we're supposed to be set apart. And if we're not set apart, then we can't shine our light and, and allow um, our light to be shined so that more souls can come into the body of Christ. Because our main goal is supposed to be advancing the kingdom of God. With the gifts that God has given us, with the talents that God has given us, using everything to help advance God's kingdom. Whatever God gives us, we must do. And we must have a desire, a desire to do it. Thank you, Deaconess Tracy. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Hi, Sister Pam. I miss you. Glory be to God. So we got to watch what we're doing in a compromising state. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 6, um, verse 14 through 17. And I'm going to read from the New International Version. And it says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. The title of this says, warning against idolatry. It says enough in a nutshell, but it says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. Whew. <coughs> Excuse me. My God. God is saying, listen, we got to stop looking like the world. Be not, listen, we are in the world, but we are not of this world. We got to stop trying to be like the world so that, and we use an excuse that, oh, okay, well, this is so that I can be relatable. You don't got to be acting like them to be relatable. God allows us to go through experiences so that we can come from a, rela a relatable place. But not saying, oh, well, I'm, I'm drinking. Oh, I'm dressing like this. So that I can be relatable to them. The devil is a liar. That is not God's intentions. Because that's not showing godly character. And we got to stop trying to change the game. We're trying to change. What's the Listen. The word of God is the word of God. We're trying to change it. And it is what it is. God, listen. When God wrote the word of God, it was done. It's finished. We're catching up to everything that God has already set in stone. But yet we're trying to change things to fit ourselves, to fit our ego. Come on, y'all. 
It's not about us. We are not, it's not about us. It's all about Jesus. It's all about him. So whatever he's telling us to do, whoever he's leading us to speak to, whoever is leading us to get to, that should be our focus. It doesn't matter what that person look like. It doesn't matter what they sound like. I don't care if they're an addict. I don't care if they, God forbid, they're homeless. It does not matter. What is God leading you to do? Are you so prideful? Are you so uh, self-centered that you can't even be a blessing to other people because of your own self-righteousness? That's the enemy. Because God operates in love. Why? Because God is love. You're compromising your morals. You're compromising everything that God stands for. You're like, how am I compromising? If there's anything that is not of God, you're compromising. We got to stop. We got to get ourselves back into right standing with God. Back into right. Can I get the number one in the scripture? Amen. One second, Melissa. Number one was not focused. Philippians chapter three, verse 15 through 21 in the message Bible. And we just finished number two, compromise, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14 through 17 in the NIV version. So those of you just tuning in, we're talking about our topic is realign. And right now we are going over, we're going over um, the topic of signs that you are out of alignment with God. Signs that you are out of alignment with God. Number three, you settle. You settle. You know what God promised you. You know uh, the, you receive word at the word, prophecy at the prophecy, and you already know what God said he's going to do for you because God's promises are yes and amen. And God is not a man that can ever lie. So just because you don't see it happening right now, just because it looks like it's not going to go with the direction does not mean that God is not working on your behalf. Trust me, I am a living witness. There are so many things in my life that I just been like, Lord, it felt like I was waiting for a long time. But listen, there's so many people that's in the word of God that have waited for years. Abraham and Sarah waited for years before they got their son, Isaac. Hannah waited for years before she was blessed with her son. Listen, people in the word of God in the Old Testament, they had to wait for years before they actually received the manifestation of their promise. So who are we when God tells us or gives us in a position to even wait six months and we murmur and complaining? Trust me, God's promises are worth the wait. God's promises are worth the wait. We got to stop murmuring and complaining when God tells us that because just because we're waiting doesn't mean that he said no. He didn't say no. They're saying that he's moving some things out of the way. He could be creating a position for you. Listen, my job that I'm on now, it did that, the position that I have did not even exist at, at, this, uh, at the school that I work at. It did not even exist. And they created it. So that's why I had to wait because I was not needed yet. Woo! Yes, see. A lot of times we have to wait because we're not needed yet. And God has to put us in a place where, listen, 
Like when you go in there, it is like without a shadow of doubt that if it wasn't for God, then you would not have the position. God is creating things for you. God is creating opportunities for you. God is putting your name on people's hearts. Whew. So yeah, it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. But a lot of times we settle because we're too quick and because we think that, oh, God, you know, I got to pay bills. God knows your bills. He's a provider. He said, I'll provide for you. He said, I'll supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory, not yours, but his. So he's requiring for us to wait. Then why don't we do it? Because if we know that he already said that he got our back and we know that he already said that he got that everything is taken care of, then we don't have to worry. We don't have to fret. We don't have to doubt him. Just trust him. Trust and believe that he's going to come through. And make sure that you're doing your part by doing what he's leading you to do by following instructions. By following instructions. My God. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. So you settling. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and read in verse uh, 5 through 9. And I'm going to read from the Message Bible. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, so five through nine. One second. Yes. So the spirit of God waits our appetite by giving us a taste of what's ahead. He puts a little of heaven in our hearts so that we'll never settle for less. That's why we live with such good cheer. You won't see us drooping our heads or dragging our feet. Cramped conditions here don't get us down. They only remind us of the spacious living conditions ahead. It's what we trust in but don't yet see that keeps us going. Do you suppose a few ruts in the road or rocks in the path are going to stop us? When the time comes, we will be plenty ready to estrange exile for homecoming. But neither exile nor homecoming is the main thing. Cheerfully pleasing God is the main thing. And that's what we aim to do, regardless of our conditions. My God. I'm telling you, like, I love the word of God. Like, especially the Message Bible was one of my favorite versions because it gets to the nitty gritty. Like, I love it. But it's like, God is like, why are you settling for less? God gives us when he got when God gives us a word or uses a man or woman of God to give us a prophecy and lets us know our future. He's letting us know. And along the way, we might not have the full manifestation of God's promise, but God will give us reminders along the way, reminding us that he has our back, reminding us that he did not forget us. Forget us. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So we have uh, we got to pay attention to the, the the small things that we're doing. So okay, it's maybe something that you have to learn. You may have to go back to school. So he's like, okay, you have to take this route and and learn. Uh, and then him providing for you and scholarship money, making sure that you have that, and then be able to take that knowledge and be able to open up that business or be able to apply it to whatever God is leading you to do. 
We got to take heed to the, to the steps because our steps are ordered by the Lord. Our steps are ordered by the Lord if we allow him. If we, got, if we give God complete and utter control, my God, we will be well better, way better off if we just surrender to God. If we just surrender to him. So we're talking about, again, signs that you are out of alignment with God. Signs that you are out of alignment with God. Number four, make you're making decisions without God. You're making decisions without God. I mean, you're already off focus. You're already a compromising. You're already settling. You're making, in every decision you're making, you're not seeking God first because the word of God says in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So when we seek God first, why? Because he should be the head over our lives. He is the ultimate creator. He created all things, everything that you're like, oh, he didn't create this lamp. He sure did. Why? Because he created the person that invented the lamp. He created the person that handcrafted the lamp. So therefore, God created all things. If it was not for him, they wouldn't have the idea of how to put a lamp together. I don't know why the lamp came up. The lamp came to my mind. But if it wasn't for God, they wouldn't even have the creative idea because God is, oh, he created all creation. My God. And he did it in six days. I mean, in six days, God created all creation. The birds, the animals, the darkness in the night, these separated them, made them night and day, moon and moon and sun. My God created the fowls in the air and created the fish in the sea. Yes, see. My God, the plants and the Adam and Eve. My God, he did that all in six days. And then he rested. And every time he created something, he said it was good. The ultimate creator. So God created all things. Why are we trying to make decisions on our own? Because listen, as believers, we have a secret weapon. Why? Because when you have a relationship with Christ, when Jesus was resurrected and is now seated on the throne and is yet waiting to come back, he left us with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is our secret weapon. I mean, we can just go to him anytime and he would give us, ah, give us clues to get discernment on what's next, discernment on what we're supposed to do, on washing our back. If if there's anything that the enemy's trying to throw our way to try to get us off of the wrong path, giving it, making sure that we're aware of the red flags. We're not taking advantage of, of the asset that God, that, uh, that God left us with. Holy Spirit. We make it harder when we try to make decisions on our own. We make it so much harder. God is saying, listen, I already know the end result. But yet you trying to do it on your own and you find yourself doing all these hurdles, all these hurdles. But if you just go to him, you will save yourself a whole lot of trouble and a whole lot of time. I'm talking to myself too, because this has been the decisions I made. I was like, man. 
why did I just go to God and just really listen to him? Then I could have been way farther than I am now. But the wonderful thing about is about God is that he forgives us. I'm going to get to that in a second, but let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter three. Read my, when this, well, I would just say this is my favorite scripture. I love this scripture. I have a lot of favorites, but this is probably like my most favorite. Proverbs chapter three, verse five through seven. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. It says, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your path straight. Whew, Jesus. And smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience and turn entirely away from evil. Whew. God is like, I want she desires for us to trust in him confidently with our whole heart. Trust in God confidently to the point that we don't try to make decisions on our own, to the point that we don't try to figure things out on our own, that we don't go to everybody else and get advice from everybody else without going to God first. Be confident in who God is. Be confident in what he can do. Be confident in who created you to be. And know that he's all that we need and more. Know that he's all that we need and more. If we be confident in that, we won't go around making decisions without God. I know some people are like, well, do I got to, you know, some like, well, you got to go ask him about going to the bathroom. Listen, no, you don't have to ask God every certain thing. It's like, if you know you got to go to the bathroom, you got to go to the bathroom. Come on. I mean, that's just plain and simple. But one thing God might, you might hear a still small voice of the Holy Spirit saying, I think I used this example before, but it's so relevant right now. You might be in the workplace and it might be, you might work on a different level. But the bathroom you normally go to is on the sixth floor. But God tells you to go to the bathroom on the seventh floor. You never know why God is leading you to the other bathroom. You may, he might be leading you to the other bathroom. Why? Because there's somebody in that bathroom that's crying. There's somebody in that bathroom that, you know, is, is contemplating taking their life. But because you listen to the Holy Spirit and he led you to that bathroom. Now, besides going to the bathroom, you hear them crying and you feel and you hear the Holy Spirit leading you to minister to them and just telling them that Jesus loves them could be all that they need. Whew, my God. Because in that moment, they could feel like nobody cares. In that moment, they could feel like nobody knows my name. Nobody, if, if I take my life right now, maybe, huh, maybe it's what's best. But the fact that you are obedient and God led you in that bathroom and you said, Jesus loves you. And he cares. Whew. Made a huge difference in their life. It made a huge difference. Whew, my God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So let's go over these points again. Signs that you are out of alignment with God. You're not focused. We got to get our focus back. 
Number two, you're compromising, finding yourselves not being a set apart for God. Number three, you find yourself settling, even though you know that God has promised you to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ever ask or think. You settle for less than what God said he's going to give you. Number four, find yourself making decisions without seeking God first. So my God, what God wants from us is to get back into position of agreement with him. He wants us, he wants it to be no hesitation when he speaks and gives us instruction. We must surrender. God is a forgiving God who will wipe our slate clean if we repent. There is still time to get right with Jesus. There's still time to get back right with him. But we got to surrender. We got to surrender. The last scripture that I want to cover is 1 John 1 verse 9 in the Amplifier version. It says, if we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness, our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with his will and purpose. Now God is saying, huh, he said he'll forgive us of our sins if we confess. Because if we allowed ourselves to get off focus, if we allowed ourselves to compromise, if we allowed ourselves to settle, and if we allowed ourselves to not make decisions without to make decisions without God. And we are in a sinful place. We are in finding ourselves in a backslidden state. But this is our moment. And it's leading right to this time in this moment. For those of you. My God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I hear you. I'm going to start this way because we're talking about realign. And we're talking about realign is it is directed to believers or once who once on the straight and narrow path, but have found themselves straying away from God. And after this podcast and, and seeing how and hearing the signs, you see that you are out of alignment with God. But as I mentioned in first John one and nine, God said if you confess of your sins, whew, if you confess, he said he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness. So God loves you and he cares. That's why he used me tonight to be his mouthpiece, to bring forth attention that it's time to get back in alignment with him. This is your moment to get it right. This is your time. You heard the Holy Spirit speaking to you. You know he was tucking at your heart. So now I encourage you to say this prayer of rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm wrong. I allowed myself to get out of alignment with you. I allowed myself to compromise. I allowed myself to get off focus. But Jesus, I thank you 
because I already know that you died on the cross for my sins. I already know who you are in my life. So Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of my wrongdoings. Forgive me, God, for turning my back on you. Jesus, I thank you for giving me another chance to get back into alignment with you. And Jesus, I surrender myself unto you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you pray that prayer of rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ. Welcome back, my God. Ah, heaven is rejoicing for your soul right now. God is so pleased that you decided to come back and be in right fellowship with him. He loves you so much and he cares for you. Glory be to God. And now for those of you that don't know Christ, but as you was listening to this, you know that you need Jesus in your life. You know that you have found yourself in some compromising um, situations. You found yourself trying to figure things out on your own and finding yourself failing every single time. And you can't figure out what it is. You can't figure out why it seems like every time I try to do it, nothing ever works. And even if you are somewhat successful, you may not have peace in your life because Jesus, huh, Jesus is all you need. Peace, joy, love, a provider, a deliverer, a way maker, everything, your friend when you need it, a mother to the motherless, a father to the fatherless. I'm telling you, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior will be the best decision you ever make in your life. Try Jesus. You tried everything else. Why don't you try him today? Why don't you try Jesus? I promise you, I promise you, you won't regret it. And I don't make promises. But this is one promise that I'm sure I can keep. So say this prayer of salvation with me if you're ready to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. And I know, Jesus, that I need you in my life. Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Make me whole. Cleanse me of my wrongdoings. Jesus, I believe in my heart. I confess in my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. God, I thank you. Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for making me whole. I surrender my life unto you. And I will serve you all the rest of my days. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Welcome into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh my gosh. Behold, you are a new creature, new creation. All those things behind you, all those old things, they're all gone. Behold, all things are new in your life. You have a fresh new slate. Mm. I encourage you to keep to keep pressing forward. And that you, as you strive and as you begin your prayer life and begin to know more about the things of God, it's important that you find a church home, that you find a church home. Because when you have a, a shepherd, a pastor, a man or woman of God that is um, shepherding you and making sure that you are along the right path, 
they were God uses them to direct you every step of the way. So you need help finding a church home. You can inbox me on Facebook, Trainee Sharp, or you can inbox me, um, DM on me on um, Instagram. I underscore am imperfectly perfect um, on Instagram. And uh, I am imperfectly perfect on Facebook as well. But please, please find a church home. I go to the River Church where my pastors are Pastor Charles and Tracy um, Lynn Williams, excuse me. And uh, I love my church, but that's the River Church is not for everybody. But I am going to dedicate myself to helping you because it's important that you find a church home if you made that prayer of rededication or salvation tonight. So I love you guys so much. I pray that you are encouraged and uplifted. I pray that God continues to cover you and keep you, that tonight you will have sweet sleep. May it be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you do all things well in their lives, Father, that whatever they need, that Father God, that you would provide, that God, and they would complete have the complete trust in you. The Holy Spirit have your way. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we are all now back into realignment with you, God. No longer straying, God. No longer being off focus. No longer compromising. No longer, Father God, making decisions without you. For God, we put you first, God, above all things. The Holy Spirit, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' awesome name we pray. Amen. Love you guys so much. I pray you have a wonderful week and make sure that you be a blessing unto others. Until next time on the Perfectly Perfect Lives, I will see you guys next week. Have a good night.